When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome, everybody. Hope everyone's having a great week. It is another dynamic, beautiful day here in the New York City area. Not a cloud in the sky. Well, maybe a few, but uh, it is beautiful here. 76. I can't ask for a better summer so far. We hope every uh, hope your summer is going well wherever you are. It seems like everywhere I travel over the last three, four weeks, the weather's always great. I don't know what's happening. It, usually it was the, it's usually the other way around, so it's all good. We hope everyone's having a great week. And if you're new to Sustainable Success, welcome. You found us here at the Voice America Influencers Channel. We encourage those uh, not only to follow us here at Voice America Influencers Channel, but also on Apple Podcast and our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 17. That's when we started the show. So we feel free to follow us there and, uh, and, and leave any comments or anything that, that you're looking for in terms of your business things that you would like in terms of content and, and subject matter experts. We've had so many people on across many different areas to help move your business and personal success to the next level. Reach out to us. You could also reach out to me uh, at Chris at ChristopherSalem.com and also at the Voice America Influencers Channel. Our show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Alumni Direct is a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from all different generational types, an opportunity to not only rekindle old relationships, but a chance to meet new people across different generations and in a, in a genuine, authentic way. It takes out all the noise of social media so there's no notifications. You get to come in on your time and get to share the types of content and interact with the people that you choose to on your time. It also offers an infinity membership program where you'll have access to a wide variety of different services specific to your personal success and business that you would not be able to get elsewhere. Feel free to check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. Well, we have a wonderful show planned for you today. We're going to be talking about how to grow your business like a weed. So you're going to be looking at weeds in a different perspective today, not how you think that when they get, when they pop through a crack in your driveway or your back patio or around your house, these are going to be things that you're going to see that, that we, you know, like a weed, you could grow your business effectively. And we're going to be here with our subject matter expert, Stu Haneke. And Stu is uh, somebody I personally know and gotten to know over the years and just brings so much value. And before I introduce Stu, I'm going to uh, let you know a little bit about him. He is a best-selling business author, marketer, and a Wall Street Journal cartoonist. His first book, How to Get a Meeting with Anyone, was named one of the top 64 sales books of all time. His latest, How to Grow Your Business Like a Weed, lays out a complete model for explosive business growth based on the strategies, attributes, and tools weeds use to grow, expand, dominate, and defend their turf. A twice-nominated Hall of Fame marketer and NASDAQ Entrepreneur Center author in residence, he was named the father of contact marketing by the AMA. And I know AMA really well because I do a lot for them myself. He lives on the beautiful island in Washington State. And without further ado, we welcome Stu 
Haneke to the show. Stu, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, but I should correct you on the pronunciation. You know, oh, I'm great, yes, because I am not good with, 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 with you know, the last name. Well, so we've known each other for so many years. And I still get it wrong. <laughs> well, and I, you know, I get it wrong too, because I'm, I'm always thinking, oh, I think, I think, I, I shouldn't call you Chris. I should call you Christopher. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I keep checking in with you. Hey, is it okay if I? But it's so my my last name is is um, pronounced Heineck. 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 Yeah, Stu Heineck. Heineck. There you go. So yeah. now I got it down. I always get it. I, I'm so bad with names. Even sometimes my own my own. I can say my own name, but not really well. But with that being said, Stu, um, I love you know the book is out. And I'm so excited. I've been waiting for the book and I've been reading it and it's what a wonderful read. And I know we're going to get a lot of great insight from the book today about this topic. And before we start about some of the insights to the book, you know, let's first get down to why did you write this book and what started it all? Well, I mean, um, boy, there are a lot of ways to answer that question. I, I've My whole career has been devoted to helping clients grow. And I've I've and it's been very successful. It's a very, very effective. Uh, and, and part of that is I've, I've always been saying I'm, I'm my job is to give my clients unfair advantages. And it turns out that's part of the weeds model. And so, um, I, but the thing is, a long time ago, I was driving down the Santa Monica freeway and I spotted something just like what you just described, the weed popping out of the driveway, the crack in the driveway. So I, those are the weeds I'm talking about though. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> And it was this, there was, you know, in the middle of the Santa Monica freeway in a 40 foot wide concrete median, there was a crack and, and there was a dandelion growing out of the crack, which is not surprising at all. We see yeah. that all the time. But, but this time I, I looked at it and it just hit me like a, hit me like a bolt of lightning because I'm just thinking, my God, that's miraculous that it's doing this. I mean, look what it's doing. You know, no, you look at, look at what, um, you know, there are no apple trees or or petunias growing out of the crack, right? It's because those those wouldn't make it as weeds. They yeah. couldn't do it. They couldn't deal with it. But but and you, you then you, you could be wondering, well, how did it get there? Then we know exactly how it got there because we see the we see dandelions blowing those seeds all. Up. Well, I mean, the wind blows them, but they launch these seeds into the air, and these things fly around and they probe every possible opportunity to take take root and grow. Um, that's so unlike many other plants. And, and and it just struck me that hey, it was just so impressive. And and that's really what launched my my fascination for decades. What is it about weeds that causes them to grow like that and be so successful where other and, and just pervasive and, and expansive where others don't where others don't do that? Exactly. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, like how do weeds grow? You mentioned a little bit about how, how a dandelion, I mean, how it can just take root and it doesn't matter where it is. I mean, sometimes in, in, in the most, these, these environments that you would least anticipate that, in, you know, in a crack on a, on a major freeway in, in LA or in Santa Monica that you get, you get something growing right there. So let's talk about how they, how do they grow in this case? How does that correlate to business and how we could kind of take the philosophy, how a weed, you know, goes through its process to grow and, and how we can relate that to our businesses. Sure. Well, I mean, let's, let's think about those weeds popping up through the cracks again. Weeds deal with what is that, that weed in the middle of the, of the freeway, I'm sure wasn't saying, well, geez, this sucks. I really saw myself as living at the beach and then <laughs> depressed, you know, <laughs> it just deals with what is, this is where I landed. This is where I make a living. This is what I do. And, and, and we can do that too. I mean, we should, 
certainly be doing that in our businesses. And there are some things that cloud that for us pretty easily. Yeah. Um, another one is that weeds never do anything without an unfair advantage. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Uh, you know, we should be more like that. We, should, we shouldn't be in business if we don't have unfair advantages. And they never do anything alone. Meaning, if you spot a dandelion in your lawn, look up because it's not just one there's hundreds of them yeah they don't their their power their power a lot of their power comes from scale yeah and, and so they they just naturally build scale that's that's what they, they operate at scale we should be as well in our businesses um and and so we, I, oh and another one is just that they always uh, they they always focus on the things that makes them make them win they don't they're not distracted by anything so they're always focused. In other words, they're running their process. And this process has been honed over millions of years, but it's it's a living process that can adapt to just virtually any any challenge. And should, should first of all, shouldn't we have processes in our businesses? A lot of us yeah. don't. We don't have recorded processes. Yeah, but, exactly. And if we do, it shouldn't be this. Um, it shouldn't be this bureauc- I always used to think of the word process as being bureaucratic and boring, and you know, it was doing everything by the book. And I'm just not a kind of do it by the book kind of guy. And I, like I like to figure things out. And and all I'm doing is wasting time because the expertise already exists. If we if we just gather it up into our process. Um, then the whole organization operates at an expert level. And that's the, that's the purpose of well, one purpose of a uh, process. So does that make sense? I mean, that, that, that really, totally makes so sense. Many parallels here to business. Yeah, absolutely. I think that totally makes sense. So when, when we, uh, when we look at that, like, you know, when we talk about this, like, you know, I always say that, you know, that for a business to be successful, you have to have a foundation. Many times we, there could be great tactics and different tools and resources or processes to move a business along. But, but if without the foundation, then, then it doesn't have anything to really drive it or direct it. So think about like, you know, with business, it requires people, a person, people, and how we think, our mindset. Talk a little bit about, you know, I guess what you like to call it a weed mindset. You yeah. talk about the weed mindset and how can we, pl- how can we, uh, how can a plant have a mindset and how can we apply that to the business perspective? Sure. And for anyone who's, uh, I don't know if anyone's watching this, but I'm not talking about this kind of weed. Like yeah. the, one, the weed you smoke. I'm not talking about, yeah, the yeah. Of, I'm not talking about the weed <laughs> mindset where everyone's sitting around going, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not that, but actually, and, and it's really kind of an odd thing to think that a weed or any plant can have a mindset because they don't have brains, but there is a collective intelligence about them that's undeniable. And the other thing that's undeniable, I would say, is that if you watch how they operate, just, you know, we, we all have this experience of trying to deal with weeds in our in our yards. They're really tough to, we can't, you're never going to Yeah, no them. matter what you do to try to get rid of them, even if you've got, you know, you know certain, there's, they still find a they way. They keep somehow. coming back. Yeah, they just keep coming back. And and what they're doing, what really what they're doing is they're running a process that's been programmed into their DNA. And they run it like a computer runs a program. So they're not distracted by, let's say, stray thoughts. They don't have stray thoughts. They, yeah. they certainly don't have stray emotions. We do. And we're hampered by them all the time. Yes. And I would think that, you know, if, if weeds could talk to us, they are kind of through me, I guess. I'm the guy. 
<laughs> I mean, I wrote the book. So. Yes, if anybody knows weeds better than is you, you know them better than anybody. <laughs> so, but but if they could talk to us, I think what they tell us is just deal with what is. So, and and really, maybe more to the point, you know, they might observe. Look, you have we don't have emotions. You do. We we observe that that these emotions are constantly getting in your way. You get depressed. You get anxious you get i mean there's talk of a recession coming a lot of people will freeze in in fear yeah. about that um as well they probably you know it's not without reason i mean yeah. recessions are horrible but uh, but um do we just say what are the facts essentially that's they're not they're not saying anything but the, the way that they operate is what are the facts this is what are the actions i need to take to deal with those facts or with those conditions. So so they would really this is really important. They would tell us and this is the this is the heart of the weed mind of us taking on the weed mindset is to allow our our actions to lead our emotions rather mm. than the other way around. We always we always take actions based on how we're feeling. I mean, that's really kind of too pervasive in society now, but how we're feeling and and just how we feel about something and are we depressed about it, then we won't, maybe we won't even move on it or we won't move quickly on it. But when we're at a state when we're optimistic and excited and and we're just raring to go, we get things done really fast and really just with great for. Uh, uh, you know, ferocity or, or aggression, urgency, we get things done really very, very effectively. So um, what's interesting about this, this, this idea of letting our actions lead our emotions is that if you, if you go through the, the actions, if you get things done, if you're getting things done quick, quickly and productively, it makes you feel much better. You feel great. You feel exactly like, like, God, I can get anything done. It's ex so the, our, our, Emotions will follow those actions. And, you know, that's even actually a source or, a, yeah, I'm not quite sure what to call it, but it's, a, it's the basis of a, a therapy that psychiatrists use to, to treat depression. They'll, they'll ask the patient, well, what would you be doing if you weren't feeling depressed? What are the things you like to do? Okay, then go out and do those. It's kind of yeah. simple, but it's hard to do. It's just kind of hard advice to follow, but it's very simple. Yeah, no, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, every time I think about, you know, like, you know, when you talk about a weed mindset, it's, you know, it's resiliency. I mean, weeds are resilient, you know, and a lot of times people are. look at resiliency as like, oh, it's, it's a bite. It's a, it's a, a reaction to a, a situation, you know, your divorce, uh, uh, you know, a, a death, uh, you lost a business or you got laid off. No, it, it's something that's ongoing. And that's what you, and that, when you said that, that's what resonated with me. It's constantly ongoing. It's, it's adapting. It, it's, kind of like water, like water's formless, right? Water could take the form of anything and it just, it adapts to whatever, whatever situation that it's, that it's in. And, and that's what I'm getting from what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, and I think you know, it could be some recent event that, that is getting you down or you just actually have to do is read the news <laughs> oh, yeah. or observe politics. <laughs> It'll get you down. But the thing is, I think we also have this sort of background noise of, of, um, of, of depression sourced from all the slights and all of the disappointments and all of the rejections that we've, that we've experienced throughout our lives. I mean, I think there's just sort of this background buzz of it. And if you don't watch it, it you, you'll succumb to it. You know, I, it's just, it's no accident that the, the I, if you look around and look at very, very high functioning people, all of them actually 
in my experience anyway, all of them are really, um, they're, they're fanatical athletes in some way. They'll, they'll work out, they'll lift weights, they'll, they'll golf, they'll, they'll run, you know, at five in the morning, they're really, really devoted to that. And, and they seem to have realized that, um, yeah, the more I do this, the more, the more excited I am, the more, more energy I have. I know they notice energy, but so the more energy I have, the more excited I am about what I'm doing. I mean, I get out there and I can think clearly. And so it's kind of their time to, to, that's almost meditation, but it's much more than that. It's actions leading emotions. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point about actions leading emotions. I, 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 I think that is fabulous because we can easily get caught up in a negative emotion and then allow that to, you know, really keep us stuck or not taking action or, or getting involved in something else that really isn't really helping us or moving us forward. Yeah, no, so true. So true. Well, we got a couple minutes, uh, you know, Stu, to the, to the break. So I want to, you know, kind of re, you know, talk about um, a little bit about, you know, if, you know, if we never do anything without an unfair advantage, how can we do the same in our businesses? And we could always expand mm. on that later. Well, yeah, the but the, and it'll take more than two and a half minutes to. Explain. Yeah, yeah. So let's get <laughs> let's start, let's plant the seed. Let's plant the seed to the weed, and then we come back and, and it's. We will uh, plant the seed. That's actually that's a great way to put it because <laughs> within with so I, I've in the book in how to get a meeting not in how to get a meeting with anyone in, in how to grow your business like a weed, in the book I defined um, you know there's there's weed mindset and then there's the weeds model weeds is an acronym for weed inspired enterprise expansion and domination strategies. And really what this is, is eight levels of strategy that we use to, to um, identify and accentuate and cultivate new unfair advantages. So those take form of um, the eight levels are seed strategy, uh, anything that causes people to become aware of you and form the intent to transact with you. Um, and then, uh, and, and then there's seed pod strategies that, that amplify those. They're multipliers of those seed strategies. And it goes all the way down through, through thorn and, and root and soil strategies, vine strategies, et cetera. All of those strategies are there to help you find or just direct you toward, toward new unfair advantages in your, in your operation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love what you just said there. And, uh, what would be like something like as we, if we, because I want to expand upon that, if you could kind of just, you know, in the next like 30 seconds, just kind of just sum up uh, what we just talked about today, what you had shared. And then I'd like to just expand into that. Yeah, well, I, I think what really yeah. what to do, everybody knows what it means to grow like a weed. I don't think anyone really knows what, what it takes to grow like a weed yeah. precisely. We, we see them, we watch them. And, and now it's time for us to say when they, when they're popping up in our yard before we yank them, just to watch what they're doing because they are showing us how to grow our businesses. Really, I think showing us a theory of everything about growing anything. Absolutely. I agree. If it's all starts with the mindset, I want to tap into where we left off before you're listening uh, to how to grow your business like a weed. Uh, We will be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. 
Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now... Back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. We're talking about how to grow your business like a weed with Stu Hanek. Uh, Heineck. I, I always get the name. I'm so bad, but I'll get it down. But with that being said, if you're just joining us, uh, you can listen to the show in its entirety here later today on the Voice America Influencers Channel, also on our Sustainable Success Facebook page. Feel free to check us out there at Sustainable Success 2017. There you'll listen to many of our great guests that we've had on over the years where you can go in and search by content and uh, subject matter expert as well. So with that being said, uh, Stu, we had left off where we were talking about how weeds, if weeds never could do anything without an unfair advantage, how can we do same in our business? And you were expanding on that. If we can... Talk a little bit more into that where you left off and why it's important uh, to have unfair advantages in business. Yeah, I mean, well, so I, you know, I think one thing I could I could do is describe some of my own. So they're yes. all they're all unique. They should be unique. Otherwise, how would they be? I think that would be the, the nature of unfair advantages is that you don't see them everywhere. But I mean, so one of the things is I'm one of the Wall Street Journal cartoonists. Um, that's that opens doors for me. And, and you know, I did write an, an earlier book, how to how to get a meeting with anyone. And, and so I've been using my cartoons to break through to people for, for forever. And, and I break through to I've broken through to presidents and prime ministers <laughs> you know, and, um, and, and lots of sea level people, uh, celebrities and so on. I mean, it, really, I can break through to anyone. So. That's been an unfair advantage. And when yeah. I, when I, um, if I'm reaching out to a CEO or someone in the C-suite, someone who has an assistant, I have a lot of sales reps. They don't ask me this anymore. That's interesting. Maybe we're getting through, but they were saying, how do you, how do you circumvent the the executive assistant? And, and I'm always saying, you don't, you, you include them in your campaign. So in my use of cartoons, I'll send this big print and, um, of a cartoon about the recipient. They're always personalized. So it's about it's about the person I'm I'm reaching out to. So when I'm talking to the assistant, I'm saying, Hi, I'm I'm Stu Heineck. I'm one of the Wall Street Journal cartoonists. And I'm sending a print of one of my cartoons. It's about your boss. Yeah. And the, the assistant is going, What? Really? <laughs> so so you know that, that 
That, that's totally different. And then when I send the, the, the piece, um, by the way, and I'm talking to the, the person I'm trying to reach, they're going, hey, this is really cool. I actually have framed it. It's up on my wall. It's, I'm going to keep it in my office the rest of my career. You know, it's that kind of thing. So they're, they, and they're saying, you know, I, I, the, the reason I got on with you is because I love the way you think. I just, I, yeah. I, I love what you're doing here. So, so all of that is an unfair advantage. I can get through to people that, uh, in in some ways that others can't, yeah. And so I need to I need to acknowledge it, and I need to use it. it. Needs to be a big feature in my in my business and how I do business and in my process. Um, and and if I have unfair advantages, I need to make sure that I'm always focused on using those. Those always have yeah. to be part of what I'm doing. I mean, not not that I always have to stick a cartoon into everything, but but we have many many unfair advantages that we can cultivate. So there's a wine, sh- uh, yeah, there's a wine shop here on the island that I, that I live on. And, and it's next to a really popular restaurant on the island. And, and to get into the restaurant, you have to walk through the wine shop. That's an unfair advantage. Yes. <laughs> it's just the location because they have all this foot traffic. To, essentially they're borrowing from another restaurant. You know? Oh, really? And, and they, they, like you said, they got to go through the wine. They got to go through the wine store there or the, where yeah. they have the wine. Yeah. So location could be that, um, uh, you know, uh, a dominant reputation, uh, um, exclusive partnerships or or let's say special access to, I don't know, maybe sales channels that no one else can get into or can't get into easily or media presence, um, patents, speakerships. If you're if you're at a we've all had this experience, you go to a trade show and if you're an exhibitor, you're at a booth and people walk and they sort of side glance you after they've walked by. That's when they're, they're trying to figure out if they want to engage with you at all. <laughs> you know? But if you're one of the speakers at the, then everyone crowds around you. So that's an unfair yeah. advantage. You, you've just got to keep cultivating these unfair advantages in your own business. They just, there, there are all kinds of ways that they can come up. And so those eight levels of strategy in the, in the weeds model are meant to help you cultivate those unfair advantages. Let's talk about that, Stu, because I think, you know, people are hearing that and going, wow, you know, maybe I haven't been using my unfair advantages. What, but what if they're unsure of what their unfair advantage? Maybe they kept thinking, like, I got to tap into something else that doesn't really not really coming for me, but it, because it works for, let's say, Stu, I'll do it. But if you're not a cartoonist, then that's not going to work. Yeah. So, well, I, yeah. When, when we consult with clients, that's the first step is we've got to we've got to take um, take inventory of what those unfair advantages yeah. are or maybe even discovery what they are. Maybe the, the client might not even yeah. realize what some of their unfair unfair advantages are. Um, but if you're going through the, if you go through the weeds model, there are eight levels and I, I mentioned some of them. So there's seed strategy analogous to anything that causes people to become aware of you and form the intent to transact with you in some way. It could be media buzz, could be designs, could be, I mean, all the, I mean, Ferrari's designs have, and Apple's designs have always been so cool, but dominant brands and cool names for your, for your products and services and media exposure and so on. A lot of, of reviews and sales, all, all these things that are happening in, in social media and awards, all kinds of stuff. So um, we want to, we want to take it. We want to take inventory of those. And then we want to go through this whole Mo- the, the eight levels of this of this model. So, so yeah. there's seed strategy. Then there's seed pod strategy, which is about borrowing the network of others to uh, to uh, to extend the the reach of those seeds. So we're doing that. I'm doing that right now. You're my seed pod right now. 
I'm on yeah. your show. I'm yes. borrowing your inf- your influence and your and your reach. Uh, we we need to do that a lot. That's part of seed. That is seed pod strategy. And then there's thorn strategy, which is about well, we know what it's about. Right? You know, when you when you go up against thorns, they'll get you the first time, and then the next time you're watching for them, you're not. Oh you're yeah, you're aware of them. Yeah. So they they're, they're that's how we defend our turf and. Um, and then, and I won't go through the whole list unless you'd like me to, but I, the, the next one. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. You know, let's go through some of them. I, I love yeah. it. We could do. I think that is so important to the audience. And I love when you said about the thorn, because just like a weed, I can't think of the weed. I don't know if it's a dandelion or if it's some other weed, but those weeds where it's at the base, where it's where, right where it's flush with the ground, yeah. there's those where it's prickly. Like, like you go to grab it and think you're going to grab it and pull it out and then you're, you, it pricks your skin. And I can't I remember what thistle. kind of weed that is, but I don't know. I if think it's, it's a thistle. Yeah, they, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Well, so, so you know, one, I'll tell you, one of the levels I think, well, I mean, so, yes, we must have thorns. Got to have a thorn strategy. Yeah. You protect your IP. You protect your, your space. Yeah. And if you don't do that, then you don't have a business either. I mean, you, yeah. you, have, you have to have protected space. Um, and assets, and then, uh, and then segmentation is is the fourth level in in the seed. I'm sorry, in the in the weeds model, and and that's a pretty interesting one, because again, I mentioned it before. We're starting to hear the word recession a lot. Yeah. And um, and so when you when you go out and you're trying to pick weeds out of your out of your garden or out of your yard, and you there's some that you'll notice you grab them and you get maybe a handful of stuff, but you didn't get the you didn't get the weed at all. You just yeah, didn't get it, at it was the localized. <laughs> yeah. So and and that's because there's a, there's a deliberate strategy there on behalf of the weed. They they build their stems in segments so that it, it insulates the rest of the plant. If, if some part of it gets tugged, the rest of the plant is still there. And certainly the root is still there. And if the root is there, that's the seed of all life force of the plant generally. Yes. And so, um, but segmentation, that's interesting because these are strategies to mitigate risk or loss. Because the thing is, weeds are, they're, they're one of nature's great disruptive forces, but they're also just sort of built into their process and into their structure is they're going to be disrupted as well. They know it. Yeah. It's built into their model. And so we need to do that too. We can do things to to mitigate the, the, the risk of disruption to our operations during recessions. I think one great example of that were, yeah, just, yeah one great example of that would be, um, would be, pulling in more clients from industries that don't get sucked down by quite so easily by, by recessions. Yeah. I mean, people are always going to buy business insurance. That's probably a great industry to, to tap into. If you're not into it already, get some clients in that industry, just basic, basic common sense to tells you, well, let's at least start strengthening areas that, that are resistant to, um, to those disruptions that we know are coming. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because like, again, these are things that are all, you know, they're beyond our control. You know, as a business, we can't control the economy. We can't control what's going on in our industry. We can't control, a, a, you know, a, the, if there's going to be a recession or if co- another wave of COVID or another pandemic comes along the way. It, we can only adapt. And, and if we get caught up in the control, we can't control in the problem, then that's what it's going to do. And, and that could either take you out of business or keep you stuck or stagnant and so on. So, yeah, if you could shed some insight more on like, you know, like, you know, how like a weed doesn't think that way. I mean, if a weed could really think, but it's in there, it's in, it's in, it's in the DNA of the weed, but like how we can start to really think in a different way to, 
you know, to, you know, that we could adapt to those types of situations and still prosper. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hate to do this, but you really should pick up the book, uh, How to Create yeah. a Business Like a Weed, because there are a lot of ideas and stories in there about oh, yeah. all these. I mean, to write the book, I, I interviewed all these. Well, first of all, I had to start with, I mean, I'm not a botanist or, or <laughs> I'm not a gardener <laughs> at all. So what, are, what is it? But I've been certainly I've certainly been interested in weeds. But what is what makes what is a weed? <laughs> you know? Yeah. What makes yeah. a plant a weed and um, and what what are they doing? How are they doing this and and what are their mechanisms? And um, so I interviewed botanists and gardeners and, and so on. But then I also interviewed some some top business um, personalities and leaders and then all kinds of experts and put all of this together into the book. So so if you there are some great stories about how people have have used segmentation strategy to um, uh, to just to mitigate the, the the risk that they face from the next recession. You know, I'm, I'm, I mean, my business, the business that I have is it's a, a marketing agency and, and I've lived through a lot of boom and bust times. And I know that every, like, you know, every summer people are not planning, they're not committing to, to campaigns. So that's just kind of a desert uh, for, for marketing. But then also, um, when recessions hit, the first thing that people do is they stop their marketing spend. So, God, you know, you, you go through that and you realize I got to do something about this. So, so, um, uh, but anyway, there's some great stories in there about uh, about how people have resisted these these disruptions and just just knowing that. I mean, I think really just knowing that they're coming instead of yeah, not just the, you know if it's if it's a surprise to anyone that a recession is coming. Well, you're not paying attention. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The, I mean, there, there's been the telltale signs for not that it just happened recently. Like it, there's been signs for a little while, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But if you've been through a, num- a number of them, you just realize they're going to happen just like the seasons happen. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. be ready next time. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I know here at sustainable success. I mean, the name itself, you know, it's about a process and it's, it's about learning to control what you can, letting go of what you can't, trusting that process and knowing that when we can focus on what we can control, we can learn during these challenging times to grow and do more. You know, So those are the things that are very big here with the show. So I love what you just shared there um, with that. And, and so what, what would be like, I know we talked about unfair advantages. I mean, do you want to share any more insights to that, Stu? Anything else do you want sure, to? But, but I just want to, I want to tip my hat to what you just said about process. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that your show is about building process. Because oh, yes. If you talk to financial advisors, um, they, I, well, they, they deal a lot with business owners. Obviously, because business owners are making the money, so yeah, <laughs> so they, they, they tend to gravitate toward them. Um, one of the things that they just, one, I maybe one of the, I don't know if they describe it as an unpleasant experience, but one of the tougher things that they have to go through is they'll get a new client, or maybe it's I don't know whatever. Maybe it's not a new client, but they'll have a client who's a business owner. Maybe what they really have is a practice. Maybe they're a consultant or something like that. Um, and what they discover is that most business owners, at least small business owners, have absolutely zero recorded process. Mm-hmm. Now, why is that important? Because these people, the financial advisors, are talking to these people about their their, their financial plans, and so, <clears throat> so they're they're, um, you know, they're saying, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to this exit of you know this this liquidity event, um, and they they have this unpleasant 
uh, task of saying, I think all you've built is a, is a job, just like the perfect job for yourself. But if you haven't recorded a process, you have nothing to sell. Yeah. So I guess, you know, having a recorded process also, since most companies don't have that, that's also an unfair advantage, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I love that. I love what you just said there. And I know we get, we have a few minutes and I wanted to kind of expand. So what would be like, you know, we talked about unfair advantage, um, if you want to expand anything, but what would be, you know, if, if we were looking at what would be the most important takeaway from weeds as a growth metaphor, if we were looking at that? Well, um, I think it's what, what I was mentioning at the, at the outset, that weeds deal, they always deal with what is. We should yeah. too. Don't, yeah. In other words, don't cloud everything with emotion. Let, let your actions lead your emotions. They, they never do anything without an unfair advantage. Neither should we. We, we should cultivate unfair advantages constantly. I'm const, I'm, I mean, every time I create a campaign, everything we're doing should be a, about creating new unfair advantages as, as business owners. And um, and the next is that they they never do anything alone because they understand the somehow I don't know it's built into something some part of their their essence that they understand the value of of scale and we need to do that too we're we're, we're brought up to um, to we're to to be self sufficient and and that causes us to tend to to um, gravitate toward one-to-one leverage and you never that's that prevents us from scaling so we've got to be oriented towards scaling we never do anything alone you've got to you got to work with people you've got to create more and more partnerships and alliances and um, you know they bring business to both to all sides but they bring yeah. business to, to I mean, you've got to be doing all that you've got to record your process yeah well I love that with the process you know communication, you know, the ability to really, you know, build rapport, active listening and listening to relate and understand not only our audience, but like you said, our partners, our alliance partners, our, you know, people we're doing that are we're working with uh, or and so on. So this is so, so important uh, uh, as part of this process. And I can definitely see how this the whole weed philosophy that you're talking about plays right into all that. So, so yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, I think that actually, if, if I was going to take just one thing away, I mean, you shouldn't just take one thing away. But the yeah. first thing, the first place that I've been focused, I mean, writing the book has changed the way I do business. And, and the first thing I've, I've been doing, uh, as I've been saying, oh, my God, I need to change what I've been doing, is I'm creating a lot of alliances. And, and it's a blast because it's, it's exploding my business. It's all yeah. kinds of opportunities are coming up because of it. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, we got more to come here, how to grow your business like a weed. If you're just joining us again, you can listen to the show in its entirety here later today. And again, we got more to come about how to grow your business like a weed. And we'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. 
You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back. We're here with Stu Hinek. Uh, We're talking about how to grow your business like a weed. Again, if you're just joining us here, uh, you can listen to this show in its entirety here later today here at the Voice American Influencer Channel. We highly encourage those that are just joining us to absolutely do that. And those that have been on, please go back and listen to the show again. There is a lot of golden nuggets uh, that Stu has been providing here. And we're gonna, you're going to learn how you can get your hands on his book uh, that's only been out for a few weeks now called How to Grow Your Business Like a Weed. And we highly encourage you to check it out and you'll get an opportunity to uh, uh, find out how you can get in contact with Stu, which he'll be providing that here later in the show. So, Stu, we, we, you talked a lot. We kind of were talking about the unfair advantage in the last segment and you kind of ended the show on you know, some takeaways and from weeds as a growth metaphor how can we, you know, how can a weed strategy help a small business scale or any size business? But let's, let's, let's say there are a lot of small businesses globally and that majority, of the, we have a lot of people that are in small business now, so that listen to this show. What could you share there that could really enlighten them to move forward? Yeah, well, first of all, um, I, you know, I guess... There all the, there's all the housekeeping, all the housekeeping uh, involved. Yep. Make sure that you're that what you're selling, what you're doing, is scalable. Um, so we could we could look at that, but, it, but you got to be scalable. Um, but the next the next thing is doesn't really matter what you do. You there are all kinds of opportunities to create uh, <clears throat> to create alliances, and I think alliances are probably the quickest way to grow your business. This shouldn't be the only way, but you know, it's one of I mean, yeah. that that comes under vine strategy, which vines, you know, they, they're just tubes with leaves. They they climb up. They use the infrastructure of others to uh, to gain dominant access to sunshine, that that nice, warm sunshine of sales and and all that. So, but but that is the that's the quickest way to grow. I think to grow any business is to form all kinds of of um, of alliances that bring you new business and open new new sales channels, et cetera. I mean, this um, that can make what you're doing bigger, uh, <clears throat> more important. Can I give an example of that? And please do. Help. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm. So we uh, uh, in the book. I uh, in, in how to grow your business like a weed. Um, I, had, I announced that I, I, this annual award that I'm going to have a lot of fun with. It's called the Total Weed Award. <laughs> so, um, and it's, it's, to, it's to acknowledge entrepreneurs who are, are particularly weed-like in their, in their resilience and in their, in their, their, their spread and, and just, the, just the way that they operate, the way that they achieve scale. So 
Um, I mean, I can imagine, I, I don't know whether Elon will be the winner or not, because I'm, I'm not going to be the only judge in this. But but so anyway, the Total Weed Award, it's going to be a lot of fun to call some of these people Total Weeds. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but but the thing that here's what's here's what made this more interesting. Um, I have this I have this involvement already with the with the NASDAQ Entrepreneurial Center. Um, and in fact, the, the, the executive director wrote the foreword to the book. So I've got this great relationship going with them. And I, I brought the, the, the award concept to them. And I said, you know, what I'd really like to do is set this up so that we get sponsorship and, and, um, and, and that all proceeds from, because there'll be other sources of proceeds, but, but all proceeds go to supporting the, the NASDAQ Entrepreneurial Center. They love the idea. And, and quite frankly, that's, that's great because it makes the whole thing much more interesting and important because I'm, it's now associated with the, with the NASDAQ Entrepreneurial Center. So, so those kinds, so I'm not, they're not paying, actually, I'm going to, I hope I'm going to bring, bring them a lot of money. That would, that would make me very yeah. happy as an outcome. Um, but, but, but the thing is that, um, that it makes everything that I'm doing bigger. So it makes, it makes everything about the book bigger. I mean, I have, I'm an author. I have, an, I have a responsibility to, to talk about it and get it out there and, and get people to buy it and buy into the concepts and then change their lives because they read it. So yeah. that's my responsibility. And, and so having that award, first of all, is an unfair advantage, isn't it? I mean, who, it is, yeah, it I, have, is an unfair I own the rights to correct? it. No one else can, no one else can use total weed award. And, and, um, and then, but then it gives me this, this path, this pathway to team up with this very, very important entity in the entrepreneurial space, which is that the NASDAQ center. So, so that's, that's but one example. And I know there are just so many of it. It's just, you, you should be doing this with referral sources, especially. And even, if, even if what you're running is a, a local flower shop, create some, alliance, some alliances with, first of all, some of, the, some of the businesses that can refer you yeah. customers, some of their customers, because they need flowers for some reason. Um, and then, but then also, even with even with people that you think of as competitors, I mean, I I meet with with fellow authors. I host this thing actually every every Friday morning, and we we go over our best ideas for extending the the, the leverage from our books. Well, you could say, well, these are your competitors. No, they're well, I, yeah, they're they're just fellow authors, and we can help each other. So so look for ways to create those alliances. I think that's the fastest way that you can grow. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. And, and I think, like I said, it, you know, it's like the people that you surround yourself with is the, is the, again, going to be a reflection of what your, where your business is going to be. And that can be alliance partners, uh, can be sphere of influence, you know, the people that you're, you know, you're engaging with on a, on a, on a consistent basis. I, I agree 100%, something I advocate many times to, to clients I work with that are looking to build their level of influence to get more speaking engagements or, you know, get, you know, land more business uh, through speaking and so on. So, no, I, I agree 100% what you just said there. So that that is spot on. Uh, so what are any other things that you could share besides, is there any other things about that you recommend, Stu, about how they can scale other, you know, with other than uh, yeah. aligned I mean, partners? Yes, because I, because I don't mean to say just go get partners or don't, don't, I don't mean to say go get alliances and that's it. What I really mean to say is there's a model here. There, there's a there's a formula that weeds use, and I'm I'm saying you got to use the whole you got to be the whole weed you got to do the whole thing. So so that model in essence is 
you take on this, and there are ways to, in the book. There are ways to 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 do this, but you take on a, this fierce weed mindset, and and you leverage the mindset and unfair advantages that you'll cultivate against collective scale, and you then do that according to a process that you build and record, because then you're going to finally you'll have something that is, you'll you'll be building value in in the business. So you you need to actually operate on all of these levels. To make this work, I'm, I don't really. It's not about. It's not a book about getting referrals. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Totally makes sense. No, I love what you just shared. So when, you know, when you say like we we talked a little bit, we we're referencing before a little bit about process. You know, because you know, sustainable success is all about the process. You know, and there's a way of how we think in the process, building a foundation, the ability to adapt. You know, you say weeds follow a process. So I wanted to expand it. So how important is their process and how can we learn and adapt that again to our businesses? Even if you, I know you touched on it, obviously where you spoke on it, but let, if we can elaborate further, I think that could really, really close out today and everything that you shared from your book. Sure, sure. Well, um, I, you know, I, I guess another word for process particularly for the for the weeds is evolution mm. there's a weed called the the you know we, we're all familiar with the dandelion and dandelions they're they're perennials they live they live five to ten years they produce an average of fifteen thousand seeds per plant and if you see a hundred plants out in your yard and they're each producing fifteen thousand seeds you are not going to get rid of them yeah, but exactly a, <laughs> but there's but that's that's Nothing compared to water hemp. Water hemp is a weed that's that's invading farmland across North America, and that is an annual. That's uh, significant because annual, the whole population dies every year. So they're they're the, the continuation of the species is based on lots and lots of seeds, and also lots and lots of mutations because there's so many seeds. So those mutations become useful, and and actually what it causes. The plant to be able to do is evolve at lightning speed. And in other words, its process is evolving at lightning speed. So that plant will put out up to 4.8 million seeds per plant. Wow. It's ungodly. (laughs) You are never getting rid of that thing. So, so there's that. And then, and then the seeds are, there's so, you know, trillions of seeds out there on a, on a, on a, on just a farm plot. Uh, And they're, they're sort of brewing and baking up these new, these new um, um, mutations that are some of which are useful. And how that, how that comes into play is that farmers are using herbicides. That process has allowed water hemp to develop immunity to Roundup and 70% of all the other herbicides within four years. That's probably the greatest demonstration I could give as of the as a demonstration of the value of of process for weeds. And so we need to be doing the same thing. They're evolving. We need to be evolving and adapting, and we need to be reinventing ourselves. We need things change so quickly. You could think of that as the herbicide of life. I don't know. Oh yeah, I thought that one through. But <laughs> well, you just made a great point about you know, and, and you know, I wanted to see if you could close out today on that. You know, change is inevitable, right? And change is going to happen regardless if we're going with it or not. And and as human beings, we tend to resist the change. And or we're not willing to change, and we 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 just allow change to change, you know, change us. Can you just cl- close out why, like a weed, like how how weeds adapt to their their environments, and 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 just like you said, it what is is what is instead of what we what we like it to be. If we could cl- really just sum that up, really, and how it relates 
to someone in their business. Yeah, well, I guess the, the example that we can draw, and this is the whole point of this of the book of, of how to grow your business like a weed a weed strategy and the weeds model and all this is we want to be using biomimicry. We basically we're we're watching what the weeds are doing and taking taking in um, wisdom and and um, and strategy for our own businesses. So we just like the weeds. The weeds are adapting, they're adapting, but I guess another another way to put it is they're evolving all the time. Our businesses should be evolving all the time. We should be comp- constantly working on new unfair advantages, constantly working on, on ways to, well, you mentioned people don't deal with what is. Start dealing with what is. Start letting your, your actions define a, yeah. a set of actions you're going to take and let your actions lead your emotions. Um, because we we have to keep reinventing what we're doing. You know, you, you mentioned change, and I think my my favorite uh, quote is that the one thing that never changes is the things every that everything changes. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, uh, we know that's coming. We know it's it's happening all the time. It's not like off in the future. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. it's happening every day. So we have to be aware of it. Watch it. We have to adapt to it. Yep. We have to we have to reinvent, or we're not. We're not going to stick around. We're not. That's so true. Well, Stu, I mean, we're, we're towards the end of the show. I wanted to make sure we have some time to let people know where to find you, what you're up to, anything you like to provide. to. My, first of all, I wanted to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to really share some of these critical insights from your book that are so imperative to help people move forward. And, and, and I couldn't think of a better way. Thank God that you came up with it and how you use weeds as the process in this case to really help people move forward. How can people get in touch with you and what is the, what, what are you up to and what would you like to share with them? Well, you, I, one thing I would love to in, encourage people to do is to go to my, my author site. So that's my name, Stu Heinick. I better spell it S T U H E I N E C K E Stu Heinick at, Oh, so just stuheinick.com, stuheinick yeah. on the web. But anyway, come to the site. You could sign up for my list. I would love to have you sign up for my list. And by doing that, you'll get the first two f- chapters of the book free. You'll get them right away. The other thing I would like to do is uh, mention is that I have these T-shirts, and they're not just they're not just normal T-shirts. <laughs> they're they're one of them has this big botanical rendering of of a dandelion, and and across it the words "Chief Weed Officer." And when I wear that T-shirt out in public, constantly have people coming up saying, "Hey, man, I love your T-shirt, man." And I always you probably get a lot, a lot of attention. Of it's yeah. like, you know what, what kind of weed I'm talking about, right? You see, it's a dandelion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you can buy those T-shirts on my site as well. And so anyway, visit my site, stuheinick.com. Yep. Maybe those will be that'll be spelled out in the show notes. Uh, um, yep. But um, and and then the other thing would I would say is uh, is connect with me on LinkedIn. Just mention yeah. you you heard me on, on Chris's show. Stu, I want to thank you so much. We highly encourage everyone, please get in touch with Stu. Reach out to him on his website. Get a T-shirt, get the book on Amazon and connect with them on LinkedIn. You will definitely be worth your while because he is not only well connected, but he can probably steer you in a lot of great ways where you are in your business. Get to know what he does with his agency that can help you. Listeners, we want to thank you each and every week joining us here the Sustainable Success Way. We have to go, but we're going to see you next Thursday at the same time, 12 o'clock East Coast time, 9 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Have a great uh, 4th of July weekend, and we'll see you next Thursday.
Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.